0: Hey, this is Alejandro Escovedo, and I'm hanging out at Skipper's After Hours. And I'm going to just ask you to listen to 88.5 WMNF, Tampa, Florida. It's the station that tells the truth and plays the truth.
1: Peace. Here comes the sun. Doo-doo-doo.
2: Here comes the sun. And I say it's all right.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5, where every Monday at 11, we bring you a conversation with local experts on sustainable issues. Your hosts today are myself, Kenny Coogan, and back from Virginia is Miss Annie
0: Ellis. I'm so happy to be back and so grateful that you were here to manage that show. I listened to it last night and you couldn't hear half of what we were saying. Oh my God, I'm so Sorry. <laughs>
1: We we got the gist. You
0: made, you made it through. <laughs> yes.
1: And Irene is answering your calls today, and Mr. Bill Grace is working the boards. And uh Annie, it's kind of chilly today, only 87.
0: Yeah, no, it's funny. A little cloudy. I, I'm in my warm clothes today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I seated maybe a month ago peppers tomatoes and basil oh, good for you and they're all like two to three inches and today's the first day they're outside
0: i didn't know you were still growing vegetables that's awesome oh, sure well that's great
1: that's great and i've been harvesting my katuk and chaya and i made a passion fruit leaf tea just oh. with the leaves oh
0: that's nice i've never done that passion fruit leaf tea
1: i did not know that was a thing until about two weeks how ago. how was it very grassy.
0: <laughs> like a leaf. You know, Tan used to hand me stuff to taste, and I'd go, oh, doosh. So spit <laughs> it out, and it would be like, it just tastes like a piece of grass. There's uh, lot, that's lots of okay. benefits to okay.
1: it, and if you search online, people sell it.
0: Yeah. I uh, I have a tea plant that's growing in my yard. It's called wanalama It starts with a J, and it uh, is in the verbena family, so it has a tiny little purple flower. Uh, it's not an invasive species, but it's... It uh, grows really fantastic and I used to use it just fresh and now I have come to, when I trim it back, I make it just a ton of dried uh, leaves and, you know, it lasts all year. It's fantastic stuff and it lowers your blood pressure uh, and it has other cholesterol uh, uh, qualities, lower cholesterol qualities. So yeah, there's a lot of herbs out there that, you know, we can utilize that If we just take a look, right?
1: I think the uh, fresh passion fruit leaves also have those same benefits.
0: How did you find out about using them? Uh,
1: Well, I was at my neighborhood plant sale Uh and we got rained out. So all of the sellers, we just sat around and we we were talking (laughs) and then... Virginia, who... Oh, yeah, Virginia Overstreet? Nope, another Virginia. Oh, different. She volunteers at uh, USF Botanical Gardens every once in a while, but she, her family's from, like, the islands, and she grew up in South Florida, uh, and she was talking about real foraging and even hunting back in, like, the 50s and 60s, and she's... I don't know if I should... Well, we, we didn't say her last name, so she's about to be 70, and she says her doctor's always impressed right. by her health... And he's like, what do you do? And she's like, oh, you know, I eat this herb from my yard and I yeah. get this vine from my yard and I make this meal and da, da. so then I was like, I have all those plants. Why aren't I doing that every week? That's right. That's exactly right. You know, I was up in Virginia and I'm, I'm not
0: ashamed of it. I'm 70 as well. And, but I was up there and uh, somebody thought I was 26 years younger. I'm like, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> it was ridiculous though. But I said, well, I've been eating well since I was probably 18 years old. You know, and I don't drink and I don't smoke. I, I have, but I don't. And I, and I didn't a lot, really, for a long time. So, you know, good living. It'll, uh, it'll get you there. Plus, good gene pool. Good yes. gene pool is the, is the major right there. Hey, I wanted to talk about You. because I just, I was looking, you're just getting so famous. I was looking through my Sunday paper today. I missed my Sunday paper. And they had a curb, they have a curb of hill and garden uh, section in the Tampa Bay Times. And uh, the, uh, Kitty uh, writes in there often, Kitty Wallace, and she wrote in some, uh, a, a little lead in, and then the title was, Do You Have Ants in Your Garden? And you know, people are always trying to get rid of their ants, right? Because they're they bother them. They they milk the aphids for the secretions, and so they you know they kind of contribute sometimes to keeping insects around. So, which is just part of you know natural environment. And also, they, they do pollinate. They do aerate the soil. They do a lot of good. Uh, and but we are real quick to kill them. And he had this big article in here, and it was about all these different plants. That are, you know, have a, uh, um, a relationship with ants. And they, w- what they do with the plant is they, they give something to the plant and the plant gives something to them. So mm-hmm. I brought Kenny, well, my giant ant plant. What's the name of it, Kenny? Ant plant. No, it's
1: Hydophytum <laughs> <that one. laughs> oh, um, paponum, which is from Papua New Guinea. Okay, that's why I had you say it. <laughs> <laughs> we we just call it an ant plant. ant
0: plant. It's a big one. It has a big bottom base, like yeah. a ponytail plant kind of like. Yeah. And it has all these different fissures and holes in it, and that's where the
1: ants live. And that bottom part is called the caudics, Okay. and it naturally makes holes and tunnels for Southeast Asian and Australian ants to move in and then they go to the bathroom in there, they bring in their food, the food decays, and then it fertilizes the plant, and then the plant gets bigger, and it can provide homes for more ants.
0: Maybe that's why mine got so big.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because they are not killing...
0: No, I don't kill anything. Yeah. There's carpenter ants in there. Usually
1: like. Florida ant species don't move in, but I have seen them definitely when they flower. Mm-hmm. They have these tiny little flowers, and they're pollinated by ants just running up and down the stem.
0: Oh, right. So
1: I have noticed like some Florida ants take interest. It was that.
0: hanging under a gigantic bougainvillea that I have on what I call my um, teepee. I made out of uh, rebar and the... the, uh, the um, uh, bougainvillea grows in the middle of it, so I don't have to deal with the thorns. So I just trim on the outside; it goes over. So it's a wonderful canopy shade. So thank you,
1: Annie, for my gift. You're welcome. I did request it from several months
0: ago. Yes, and then I <laughs> thought this was the appropriate time to give it to him because I was like, "Ooh, that's a little, a little, uh, what's the word?" uh coincidental no no when you asked me for it straight out <laughs> i thought that was a little whatever i was like okay I'll so think the, about the it.
1: reason why the article came out is because tomorrow i will be at yes. the rare plant network which is in pinellas and they have a monthly meeting and t- at tomorrow's meeting i will be doing a presentation on plants and ants and ants and plants and every how they you know, live together. And the article I mentioned predator, prey, and partners, but I forgot, I guess partner, um, I forgot the word pollinator. Oh, yeah. Because there's, uh, you know how there's like giraffes and zebras and humans and mammals? What? Do, do, do you know how many species of mammals there are in the world? Oh, how Whales, many? rodents, you know, all that? There's about 6,000, like okay. 6,400. Do you know how many different species of birds there are? No. There's about Ten to twelve thousand, okay. and guess how many species of ants?
0: Just, just ants. Ant, just ants. Go ahead.
1: Twelve to twenty thousand different species oh of ants. Oh my
0: gosh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So they're doing a they're doing a lot of work. They they are doing a lot of work, and they and they get a lot done for the whole environment. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, I think that, that that's part of the issue for me, and I think it is for people that think in an organic way, is that they forget. What that single thing contributes to the whole thing, you know, and if you get rid of one part of that whole or do something to change that whole that takes care of itself, you, you create, a, create a problem. Whereas there really wasn't a problem prior to it.
1: So today, you know, this is the Sustainable Living Show. We're going to balance people, profit, and planet because that's the definition of sustainability. And we're going to be talking with Sheila Hawk, founder of Life Essentials Refillery, a zero-waster in Wesley Chapel. And uh, before I, we, before you do her bio, I would like to just read a quick message from twinkle oh Twinkle! i love Our the show as star. always thank you so much my mother uh, wild greens she always eats wild greens out of her forest and is on her way to living to 100 oh. like her mom and her great-grandmother i think the foraging movement is wonderful and fascinating thanks for talking about the herbs much love twinkle
0: oh twinkle twinkle little star <laughs> i love her
1: she's so sweet so kind and so positive
0: uh, well, well, Sheila and her daughter, Lily, uh, it's here, Sheila. Are, they're uh,
1: live in the studio along right. with the ant plant.
0: That's right. <laughs> it has maybe some ants in it too, by the way. Uh, and their last name is Hawk. Uh, and they are passionate advocates for sustainability and dedicated to making a positive impact and inspiring others to live in a more eco-friendly lifestyle. And I wrote this that I believe that, you know, you th- probably think that the difference starts with what we do personally to make that happen because we're one individual can make a difference.
3: Absolutely. It's yes. Those steps, they all add up.
0: They really do. Get a little bit closer. There you yeah. go. And uh, so, welcome to the show. We really appreciate y'all being here. Uh, and one of the my first question is, what started this idea for this new endeavor for you?
3: Well, during the pandemic, we started going boating every day. Well, not every day. We went a lot, and every time we went out to the little islands, there was always trash. So we'd bring our trash bags, we'd pick it up, and then we'd go back a few days later, and it was all right back again. Mm. It was terrible. So we thought, well, what could we do to change it? Because picking up trash, it's a small in the big problem. And so we thought maybe it all starts with what we buy. And so that's where the idea of the store came. So if we can change the way people shop, it'll hopefully make a positive impact in in a bigger scale. So you and your daughters came up with this? We did. I have 3 daughters and we were all sitting there together and thought This is what we could probably do together. I think that's fantastic.
0: And so then you now have a brick and mortar store, which actually is not brick and mortar. It's in a container, which (laughs) I think is fantastic. I drove by there and I I looked over and went, oh, I bet that's where their store is. And it's all a bunch of containers that are hooked together and they're all little shops,
3: uh, which is cool. We can talk about that in a minute. But you started with an online store, right? I did. Uh We started online and we were only selling personal and home care products. And then when we got the brick and mortar, there was a store in Brandon that was a refill shop and that had closed during the pandemic. So nowhere ha- people didn't have a place to go anymore for their, their foods. So when we opened our store, it was foods, personal and home care items.
0: Okay. So that's what precipitated it is that you knew that another one had closed yeah. and that there was a need in your area.
3: So you filled that niche. And what brought you to that particular container store? Well, we lived in New Tampa, and so we had seen the crates slowly pop up. And it's very cool looking. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's really sustainable because they're reusing stuff. Absolutely. Um, but we saw them, so I had talked to them. They said, it'll be about a year or so, wait. So we started looking at different locations in Newport Ritchie. And then they called back a few days later and said, here you are if you want it. So we moved in a month later. In a few days,
1: they called you back. It
3: went really fast. Oh, wow. Did the
1: developer purposefully use shipping containers for sustainability or... I do not know that. Just for how it looks.
0: Well, it's, it's the sure. cool thing right now. You know what I mean? It's probably attention-seeking as well, but what the heck, whatever gets you there, right? If you're going to do something that's positive like that, uh, that's whatever starts it and it turns out well, that's great. Exactly. You know, that's great. So... I am just was so flabbergasted about this whole thing. It's like, do you have a
3: background in businesses or environmental or anything like that? I have a background in business, but not environmental. Okay. So just parenting. I have, well, my middle daughter here, she has severe asthma and the other the little one has eczema. So we were always making our home products. So it's yeah. clean. And then every time you went to the grocery store, you'd see that everything was just so many chemicals. Yeah. And then... We Started making our stuff at home, but not everybody has the time or the bandwidth to make their cleaning products at home. So it'd be nice if there's a place where you can go and you know everything is clean and the
1: research has been done for you. So I went to the Oriental Market on Saturday night. The ocean uh, we don't, we're not, we're not going to say the name okay. because I got a bunch of stuff, including okay. dried seaweed. Okay. I got it home. I looked at the back and it literally said. This is a known carcinogen in the state of California.
0: Oh, my goodness. Because they
1: added, like, spiciness and chemicals to the seaweed.
0: Okay, so it's the label. Why are we allowed to buy this? Well, but Ah. it was on the label. Yeah. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, but why are we... Advertising or not advertise? like why are stores allowed to sell stuff that's a known carcinogen well, I
0: agree I don't know <laughs> how they are but I gotta say there's a whole lot of known carcinogens that are in foods that people eat you know all the time especially the people that eat a lot of junky junk and they aren't
1: reading the labels. I was trying to be healthy eating dried seaweed.
0: Well, yeah, they must, <laughs> it's because they treated it then. Yeah. I'm sure that there is dried seaweed that isn't yeah.
1: treated. But it wasn't the seaweed, it was the flavor that they put on top okay. of it. Okay, yeah. okay.
0: Well, you know,
1: you gotta read your labels, Kenny, <laughs> before you sell it. I'm not gonna try any new, uh, Products
0: then. Oh come on, just read the (laughs) labels. That's all. I read every label. I mean, not that I really buy that much stuff that has more than like two ingredients in it. You know, that's a thing. If it has a few ingredients, if I don't really know what they are, I I kinda put it back. You know, do I really, really want this? Uh, you know, is that is that important to me or
1: whatever. So So Sheila, you mentioned the product the the groups of products you sell, can you give us some like specifics for like the,
3: so as far as food, we have all your pantry staples. So flowers and nuts and fruits and lots and lots of spices, herbs and teas and supplements. And then personal and home care. We have things that are all EWG approved. Environment- what does that mean? Environmental working group. It's an organization that rates the safety of a product for you and for the planet. So all the personal care and home care products are on the bottom of that list. So it's good for you. And so we have things like deodorant and creams and feminine hygiene products. Um, Home care, we have all the cleaning supplies you would typically use in your home. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. It summarizes we have whatever you have at home. We have it condensed, so you don't need 10 different yeah, things so for
1: your job. Yeah, so you have a zero-waste store. So how are you, if I go in there and I'm going to buy deodorant or cream, mm-hmm. how do I get it home with yeah. my, in my hand?
3: You have a couple <laughs> options, absolutely. <laughs> Yes, they just dollop a spoonful into your head. That's funny. You have to use it there, though. (laughs) That's it. You just got to slather it on real fast. (laughs) Um, Like our deodorants, we have a company called Little Seed Farm, and you would come, and the first, typically, you buy their jar, and then you can come back in and refill it.
1: Can I bring my own jar? You
3: can. As long as it's clean, you can definitely bring it in. We love if you do. They're going to check your jar before (laughs) you walk in the door. (laughs) That actually brings me to a question that I had.
0: Uh, So if somebody comes into the store, they don't have their containers and they don't have their bag Mm -hmm. to bring
3: their stuff home, what do you have for them? So we have paper bags. Okay. And then we also have people donate their jars. So we have jars that we've sanitized, we put out as donations, and then they can buy jars if they choose to.
0: Okay, so you do have ones there that are free for them to use. Mm-hmm. And then you encourage them to buy uh, a bag that they can reuse. We have paper bags
3: so that they can just go home. And most of the time they come in, let's say they want paprika, they didn't bring their jar with them. So then they'll just take a paper bag, and then hopefully next time they will bring the jar with
0: them. Oh, you mean the small paper bags for them to put the stuff in. I meant when you buy, you have 10
3: items on the counter. How do they get that to their car? I have boxes. Okay. They choose a box. We have small gift bags that they can take that are recycled paper. But otherwise, we we strongly encourage you just carry it out. That's good, and that's really I'm really glad that you're
0: doing that because you're not making it so easy that people don't have to think that through, right? Because right? I think that that's a big factor of that is having to think that
1: through. Yesterday, I did a one and a half hour webinar with Green Jaws, which is a carnivorous plant nursery in Germany. That's a great name. And he, it was just like a live Zoom, so he like walked around the nursery. But there's about 30 people attending, and they were asking all different questions. But the best part was his shipping area. He developed a box that's really long, like a long rectangle, but it has this little corner that sits on top of the pot. So you can shake the box, you can flip it upside down, and the pot doesn't go
3: oh, It doesn't move
1: it stabilizes. And it. the reason why is because he noticed that everybody is wrapping their plants in plastic, and he is a zero plastic nursery. So he just has a cardboard box, and he doesn't have to wrap anything in plastic, because these two little corners. And he designed this box, and we asked him if we could buy the box, and he said, no, because his nursery isn't big enough to have pallets of boxes to ship you know, elsewhere, but it's like such a great idea. And then also starting next spring, spring of 2024, he will be peat free, which we're going to talk about in a September, uh, Pod, you know, well, real, show.
0: and real quick, the reason why we're going to talk about that is it's peat is not a sustainable product. And we've been using it in our uh, mixes for soil mixes and so right. on. And it's uh, not a sustainable product. And a lot of places are starting to realize that and are not using or banning it, really. Uh, so that's great. I'm glad we're going to talk about that. And I,
1: I bring him up because... We always say we have local experts, which Mm -hmm. is great. But sometimes I think like, is Florida, are we the only ones thinking about climate change or sustainable solutions? And then it's like, oh, in Germany, they're like, yeah, we're no more plastic and no more peat.
0: I was uh, listening to the, you know, it was actually 88.5, which is interesting. And it was up in, it was in Virginia and it was the, you know, PBS type programming and so on. And there was a man on there and he was uh, in Arizona, which, you know, it's been like 115. Yeah, Yeah, up to 19 for mm -hmm. three or four weeks in a row. And he is the first guy ever that's been appointed as the heat management And so I, I see that this is probably going to be a position that's going to be emulated, you know, for different places. Unfortunately, but he has a lot of background in it, and he was
1: real smart about what to do. So, Sheila, you mentioned the products and the groups of products that you sell. What were the items you found in the beginning? What were the items you found most important that Tampa people needed or wanted?
3: Hmm. Spices and seasonings are a huge one Really? It is, absolutely People, the grocery stores have cut down the availability of spices and seasonings And most people don't want to spend a lot of money to buy a whole lot of spice and seasoning That they only need a teaspoon for So that is definitely one of the biggest things that people come to the store for So you have a lot of seasonings and spices and stuff Over 200
0: Oh wow, and Uh so then they're loose And so then you can go in there and buy a teaspoon for that dish that you needed
1: Mm -hmm. That's brilliant I love it. Do you have any uh, signs or education about why, in your once you get to your store, to educate the consumer of why it's important not to be? We
3: try really hard to introduce ourselves to every customer that comes in, and we talk about sustainability, why it's important, and why we recommend shopping this way. So it is definitely a very personal experience for everyone that comes in.
0: Well, uh, do you think that people are starting to put that together
3: now? I mean... You know, they just walk into your store blind? A lot of people do, or they've seen something similar on TikTok. That
0: is- <laughs> oh, wow.
3: well, the beauty of
0: social media, That's at least it, it gets them in the door, right? Exactly. And so they get in the door, and they start talking to you about this, and then you share why you started it with the plastic situation, right? We
3: do. We talk about all. It depends. Some people want to talk, and others just want to walk through and not, not talk.
0: Right, right. It. You have yeah. to read the, the exactly. room kind yeah. of a thing. Well, that's that. I was wondering about that too. It, how people found you? Do they just do they go online and uh, you know, like the average customer that walks in your store? Well, how did how did they get there?
3: I mean, yeah, besides sorry. being in a car, <laughs> a lot of people find us on Google Local. Okay, so they were either looking for something specific or they typed in "sustainability near me" and then we pop up. So which which is really cool.
1: Yeah, that's great. I love it. So let's remind listeners that this is the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. Today's guest is Sheila Hawk, founder at Life Essentials Refillery in Wesley Chapel, Florida. And we're talking about how to use zero waste in everyday shopping. If you want to be part of the conversation, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org. And we will read it on air. I want to bring it back just to something real quickly. Uh, Is that, do you think
0: that the people that you're coming in contact with are starting to put that together? That they, uh, not buying the plastic is going to make a difference? And
3: what are they sharing
0: with you on that? I think so.
3: I actually sent out a survey last week and I asked why people keep coming back. And over 60% said because of the sustainability of shopping this way. So that was good. I think people do know. First they come in and they say, well, we don't live like this or we don't shop like this. But then when you explain it to them and it makes sense and how much money they'll save and how much better it is for the planet, then they come back. Okay. So you're saying they save money because that was the other thing they I do. read. You,
0: you sent me a, a note and one of the things was, what was it? Um, oh, what was it? Well, anyway, was it too? Oh, here it is. Isn't
3: sustainability sh- sustainable shopping more expensive? Yes, a lot of people think that it is, and it depends on the store you're going to. So we really work hard to make sure that our products are affordable so every family can afford to come in here and shop. That's like your whole objective is to get people in there. If it's not affordable, you can't shop this way. They can only come once. Exactly. It's as a novelty. Right. So you want it to be like just we're going to go to this store, let's go here. Exactly, yep. So it has to be affordable, otherwise it just doesn't work. Yeah. Not everyone can afford the big box stores that are clean. So. The big box. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Like the, uh, you know, the, I'll
0: just say it, the whole foods and that exactly. sort of stuff like that. I've been in those stores and I got to say, it was ridiculous for me. I, I looked at the prices and I was so shocked at,
3: um, what I was going to have to pay to get things. Exactly. And our County doesn't support that. It's most people can't afford the shopping to shop that way. So it right. definitely needs to be a lower price point. And and do you have vegetables and fruits? We are working on that. So we're trying to put together produce boxes. But again, to find whether it's organic or just organically raised and not labeled as organic, but we're trying to keep it local. And Florida right now is not in its peak Fruits no, and it's not. Season.
0: <laughs> It'll be coming on in probably October exactly. or November. November, really. So, are you? You say you're putting together boxes. So, are you going to have people sign up to yes. get a box? That well, that way we don't have the waste. So, right, if
3: we pre-order. There's no waste, and it cuts down our costs. So, and- what would you do? How would that work for you? Well, people. I, I did a survey, trying to figure uh, out what works for everybody. Medicine. I'm trying <laughs> because the store's not about me; it's about our community. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to figure out what people would want, and I think they just want general produce, this everyday stuff, and some herbs and seasonal herbs in there. And yeah, just the fresh local stuff they can use in everyday cooking. Not gourmet meals, just everyday family friendly cooking. So you're gonna have a list or are you just gonna have a farmer's box if we'll they They'll probably up. have a farmer's box with add okay. ons. Because we have local meat, we have local eggs, so they could add
1: and so
3: they could add all that stuff in if they wanted oh, to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm lost in an email from okay. uh, Robin Z and uh, Bradington. Um, so let's let's read it. Yes, let's read it. All right,
0: it's a long one, but I'm <laughs> I'm interested.
1: It's about seaweed.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But we'll go back to Sheila in a moment. The warning you read on your seaweed package is called California Prop sixty five. Although it is scary to read, it refers to the trace amounts of cad- cadmium, 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 cadmium mm-hmm. and other chemicals found um, in seaweed and it's in a lot of foods. The warning is, uh, on food labels. The warning also applies to cell phones because we live in a toxic environment. What our goal should be for a healthy life is to, uh, you know, choose cleaner products. So, uh, Sheila, you own.
0: I'm really glad they wrote that in yes. because it's reassuring now that it was, a. Uh- not as frightening as what it appeared yeah. to be for you.
1: Good. So, Sheila, you own Life Essentials Refillery in Wesley Chapel. Can you talk a little bit about, because you're a zero-waste store, how is it different than a health food store that is also selling bulk legumes and seeds and herbs and stuff like that?
3: So far, the big difference is, is that we have a lot more variety. So if you go into a Whole Foods, they have a teeny tiny little section, mostly filled with candy, though we have candy too. <laughs> We have pretty much every staple you need for your pantry in bulk.
1: And you mentioned during COVID, another zero waste store closed down. I know you're not a buffet, but are people nervous? So it's like all these bins, right? And then you just are filling it into your little mason jar. Are people concerned about that? Because we have been selling food like that for thousands of years. Up until recently, until it's a perfect little box with plastic. I'll tell you a story about
0: that in a minute.
1: (laughs) Go Go ahead, ahead. Sheila.
3: I have not had anybody come in and concerned. It's really clean. I've gone to other stores that have bulk bins and they are very dirty. And you will not get that feeling when you come into our store. We have our cleaning list, everything's sanitized. We make sure it's all good, we inspect it. I mean, I've not had any concerns yet. Okay.
1: So that's the difference between you and a health food store? Well, the bulk health store, like the bulk section, right? You're basically like a bulk, bulk supplier, and then you bring all your little mason jars in or containers.
0: I want to say tell you the story this happened. i'm I'm always asking people when I go to regular groceries, which is not that often, quite honestly, And they get those plastic bags to put two pieces of fruit in it to put it in their in their shopping cart. And I'm like, all my stuff is all loose in there, you know, and I got I lining up for them to weigh in and stuff. It's not a big deal. I've been doing it for forty five years. So anyway, Uh, I ask people when I feel like it's the right moment,
1: they might be the receiver of the information. (laughs) You have to really read the room. It takes any... An extra half an hour to go grocery shopping.
0: <laughs> well, I don't go to the stores, but when I see somebody do it, I look at him and say, Are they going to be receive this or not? And so I asked this one woman, and this, <laughs> I mean, I asked a lot of people, but this one woman, I said, "Why?" just curious, you know, because I'm, I'm real interested in this. Why do you take that plastic bag to get those two lemons and put in there instead of just putting the two lemons in your cart? And she says, It's more sanitary. So when it goes down the, um, the, the, What's that thing that goes Conveyor belt. Conveyor belt. It's more sanitary when it goes down the conveyor belt. And I'm thinking, do you know how many hands have touched this thing? <laughs> I think I'd be washing it before I do anything anyway. But that's funny how people get an idea of in their head of why they would use plastic. Or like right. what you said, it's perfectly boxed in this container so they feel
3: secure about it. But a lot of people have definitely touched it already. There's no question when you buy something in a box.
0: Yeah, in fact, your stuff is more sanitary because it's in the big container, and they're putting their own container right there to pick it out. Right. And
3: the cool thing is, you can see what's in it. So if you buy a box of tea in the grocery store, you have no idea what's in that box. You can't smell it. You can't see it. And ours, you can open the jar, smell, look inside, and you know exactly what you're getting. Oh, you have tea as well.
0: Tea. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about. (laughs) language now feel, good? i'm definitely gonna go out there <laughs>
1: <laughs> so people who want to get into reducing their waste from shopping what are some of like the biggest things that people are wait like pur- du- pur- du- what am i saying what are the biggest uh things that cause waste like you Is know in a grocery store yeah i'm thinking like batteries have you know cardboard oh. backing and then like four things of plastic on it but for food or the home Good stuff. Like, oh. what sh- if people come to your store, what should they start buying to help reduce?
3: I always say do a trash audit. See what you have the most of and start from there. And do some- Wait a minute. Trash audit? Right. So see what you have the most of in your trash can? Exactly. Oh, mm-hmm. that's smart. It's because maybe you think your deodorant container is the biggest thing in your home that you're throwing out, but maybe it's not. If you look at your trash on a regular basis yeah. and say, yep, this is this is the problem right here. Maybe it's your water bottles. Oh, so- don't get me
0: started. <laughs> on freaking water bottles (laughs) come on why do we people even make those anymore i don't even understand that (laughs) at all plastic water bottles what's that about it's terrible it is the worst you
1: can bring your own bottles y'all i have like 10 in my refrigerator (laughs) do you see any specific family members kids husbands resistant to this idea of...
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I know in my family, certain, <laughs> certain people resist certain things. Oh, did things. they? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I think every family feels differently and you can't force them to make a change. Yeah. Yeah, well, but you... How do you turn that? Lead by example. I think you can't argue over it. It doesn't change anything. Just right. lead by example. Actually, I think
0: if you argue over it, it turns the opposite yes, on you. It's not pretty. They <laughs> dig their heels in, right?
3: It, I think so. From experience, yes. <laughs> so starting with things that are an easy transition. So swapping out maybe your laundry detergents or your toothpaste. Just something simple that most people can come on board with is the easiest. To
1: All brush. right. Tell me about this toothpaste. How am I getting the toothpaste home? To- they're tablets. Oh, so it's a teeny what? tiny little
3: tablet. You just chomp on it and start brushing. So it's package free. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard of that. It is super cool.
0: I have a little... Jar that I use of, you know, teeth powder Mm -hmm. was cream, actually, but I've never heard of the little
3: pill form. They're fantastic, and they're great for travel.
1: Do you sell uh, dish detergent or laundry? And those are, like, also little tablets?
3: So we have laundry detergent in a liquid. We have it in powder, and we have pods. So I always try to sway people away from the liquids because they're expensive to ship, and so that cost gets passed on. So the, the most effective is either a powder or a concentrate. So you're still doing online shipping? We are.
0: Okay, so you're a dual store. You're a,
3: a brick-and-mortar and online. Exactly. What's your bigger business? Definitely in person for now. But it's funny things that get do get shipped, some of our seasonings, because you can't find them locally, so a lot of people request seasonings to go across the country. So... Uh, so people
0: know about this because they go to your website and you have every single thing listed. I do. Oh my gosh. That's tremendous for it's like a real little grocery store with every
3: item listed. Yep, It's been fun. I bet. And it just keeps going. It does. Uh-huh. Yeah. More and more people hear about us and yep.
0: Wow. So, uh, uh, there's another thing in here. that These are things that you've heard people over in your store say. Uh Uh-huh. I can't stick with
1: this. Why should I even start? What do you respond to that? It's, uh, were you going to? I was going to say, why wouldn't they be able to stick with it? Change is hard. It's really hard.
3: Some people, it is. They don't think that way. Absolutely. And that's baby steps. We tell everybody it's baby steps. And every small step you take, it has an impact. You may not recognize it right away, but every small thing does matter. It adds up.
0: Well, and what's that? The whole thing, is it 28 days to create a habit? Right. You know, so if you just do the same thing instead of the other thing for 28 days, that becomes your new normal, and you've created a new rut in your brain out of the old one. You're into a new one, so that becomes your normal. Like, I don't turn the water on when I brush my teeth and haven't for...
1: I I just stopped doing that like 10 years ago.
0: Really? I haven't for like, (laughs) well, I haven't for like 50 years. And the reason is when I lived in Hawaii is that we had our own water cistern. So it was a waste for me to, you know, I was very conscious of water use. Uh, And so when you're not conscious of water use and it just, you turn the water tap on and it just comes out, then people don't think about, you know, how to conserve that. Right. But I
3: guess that's made me lucky that way, you know,
0: uh, only because of that, I knew.
3: And I think that's the thing, awareness. Once people start thinking about sustainability, then they start thinking about the things in their life and it it slowly starts, starts Mm -hmm. building habits.
0: There's somebody that, a a couple people that I know that even when they turn, like, I don't get into a cold shower. I like hot, hot water. I'm, you know, I'm, luxurious like that. And so I, but I I don't do this often, but I do know people that catch all the water in their tub
1: while they're waiting for it to heat up and then they use that to water their plants and such. Comedian Margaret Cho in California. She does that. She takes a bath and she saves all the water for her wildflowers and her roses and her vegetable garden. And she's like, I'm the only one eating my own vegetables. So she's like, she doesn't care because she has biodegradable soaps. Right. So she's like, and it's California drought. So she's like, oh, if I'm yeah, going to take right. a luxurious bath, I'm going to save all the, or reuse the water.
0: That's an interesting point because then, the, if you're using good items, right. soap, shampoos, that sort of stuff, then there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a little bit of gray water.
3: Yeah.
0: That's and fantastic. In some
1: cities, it's against the law to reuse your gray water. Is it? Or to, yes. Okay. I think Tampa. Oh my gosh! (laughs) We're so backwards. It's (laughs) like if you have your kitchen sink, you can't just have your pipe like go outside. Out into the, Mm -hmm. it has to be in some sanitary way according Mm -hmm. to the plumbing inspector. Yes. Wow. Let's remind listeners that this is the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. Today's guest is Sheila Hawk, founder of Life Essentials Refillery and Wesley Chapel. And today we are talking about how to use zero waste in everyday shopping. If you want to be part of the conversation, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wmf.org. And we will read it on air. So Annie was talking about going to a normal grocery, normal. Uh, well, you know, a typical grocery, <laughs> typical store, a grocery store, and yeah. uh, you know, using extra plastic bags for your lemons. So Sheila, what are let's say they live far, far, far away from you, and they go to their local farmers market, the local grocery store, Home Goods. What can they do to reduce their plastic and packaging consumption
0: oh you mean if they go to those
3: other stores yeah what can they do instead of oh that's a good question bring your own containers if some grocery stores will allow you to come in with your own containers but you can bring your own bags oftentimes so i went to home depot not long ago we need a new part for our toilet and i was looking at all these parts there and i noticed some the exact same part was available in paper wrapping or plastic wrapping oh so you can you just have to be aware and make a decision based on what you see. And so sometimes it is an easier swap than than you realize. That is so great that a
0: company recognizes that someone wanted to have that. So they altered. wasn't the same company, obviously. I remember. Oh, it was the my same gosh. Part. I love it. I want to call that company up and praise <laughs> them.
1: All right. We got a couple of people who want to talk to Sheila. And the first person we're going to talk to is Nancy in St. Pete. Hello, Nancy.
2: Hey, Nancy. Hi. I, 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 you were talking about ants, and I have one that is terrible, and I had it identified by someone up in the University of Florida, and I've been looking for the reference. He sent me an email, and I can't find it, but the species name has Mal something. Mal, it's bad. (laughs) It's real tiny, and it's... They're social, so they have many queens, and they they just go all over your yard. They eat the roots of your trees and kill the trees. He said they can eat the the uh, insulation on your wires.
0: Oh my gosh! I don't
2: think they've been in the house, but well, except they try to come in to the kitchen. But uh, they're they're killing a lot of plants, and they plant the leaf scale insects all over my hibiscus and. I do uh use the my cat's urine litter to at the base of the plants to discourage them. Oh, that's smart. Which helps. But they're just they're just have I think they came in with a plant that I bought at a when uh, Eckerd College had a plant had a bird event and they had plants there and I think I brought them home with that plant.
0: And yeah. They, that's easy that's to do. Hard. That's an easy way to, to get a lot of pests, uh, insects, and and uh, different species. Actually, even and there's
1: twelve to twenty thousand species of ants. So not all of them are good. Yeah, <laughs> for humans. <true. laughs> I didn't
0: know that though. I've never heard of that. Uh, I wonder where it's from. It's probably not from, it's from
2: here. He said it was from Australia.
0: Oh, there it is.
2: And at the time I had sent it in, he didn't know it was in Pinellas County, but he mm. knew it was in Hillsborough County.
0: Yeah, wow. so it's an invasive species yes. from another country. That yeah. that's it. Thank because you. There's nothing else that goes on top of yeah. it. Yeah, thank you, Nancy.
1: And next week we're going to be talking about invasive animals, but specifically invasive birds. Yeah. in the state of Florida, which is
0: quite unique. You know, I noticed that uh, when I was at Tanya's that the chickens were eating the ants. Uh, if if prodded, they would eat the ones that were moving the larvae the most. The most, uh-huh. but they were eating by. Oh of them. yeah,
1: my chickens love to eat large ants that have little babies or eggs. Yeah, eggs. and mm-hmm. the, they eat
0: the ticks and so on up there too. All so, right,
1: Sheila, we got a couple get messages for um, <laughs> for you. One is from William and Land Lakes. My wife uses laundry sheets that have everything that is in bottled. Uh, detergents except the water, and there's much they have much smaller packages. Well, that's good. So uh, they like that. And then Charles in Tampa says there used to be a device available that would turn off the shower spigot as it detected warm water. Oh, not a perfect solution. The cold water still goes down the drain, but at least at the point you're not wasting. All the water. That's
0: fantastic. i would never heard of that before. So it's a device that turns the water off when it reaches the temperature that you want. I love it. I'm going to have to
1: get one. So, uh, Sheila, I think one uh, thing you overheard at your store... Life Essentials Refillery in Wesley Chapel, was that somebody maybe said, I don't have time to do this. Are there any other options? And that makes me laugh because people also say they don't have time to, like, grow their own food. Right. But it's like you're saving all the time from going to the grocery store or, you know, it's right watching in your backyard. TV.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Instead
1: of watching TV, you're out there gardening, so that's good. I mean, I I imagine it doesn't take that much longer to
3: No, I think the biggest thing is that people are afraid to come in if they've never shopped with their own jars. So it's intimidating because let's say if you go to... They're embarrassed. It's hard too. So even at Sprouts, sometimes you go in to tear your jar and they look at you like you're from another planet and like, I know you do it. I've done it before. (laughs) So I think that's the biggest time constraint for a lot of people is just learning how to do something new and then giving it a shot. But coming into our store, once you know how to do it, it's quick. We even have a (laughs) checkout station for you to use, so...
0: So that's interesting is that, you know, that might even be a good idea, right? To have like a little list that they can on the wall, that this is how you do this store.
3: Yep. We have something like that. and Listen people to can, you.
0: You're so great. We're trying. Gila. We're
3: trying to make it easy. And people can even drop their stuff off and then we will fill it for them and they can pick it all up when it's done. It's so, it's, we're trying to make it easy.
0: So that's wonderful. So then you provide that service exactly. for free Yep, for them So the, to encourage
1: them. Right. Oh, now job. a couple of months ago we had another zero waste store, and you're it's in, actually almost a year. I think yeah. So yeah. you're at Wesley Chapel. Is there? I mean, there's a need for it, but are, are the consumers appreciating? the store. Are they you getting are. only Wesley Chapel people? Are you getting people traveling? I know you them
3: from Sarasota, all really? the way by the beach. They come from Tallahassee. We've had Jacksonville. <laughs> they don't have zero-waste stores in those places? Not for all the things we have. We have a lot in our teeny tiny little space. Oh. Is this like
1: a newer concept? I mean, I imagine 200 years ago in the Wild West, you would... <laughs> <laughs> have, it used to be have, the normal way of yeah, shopping. Would, but then it went away. So...
0: Well, in Europe, you have to bring your bags. Yeah. There's
1: not bag- they don't give you bags. So, Sheila, like, have outlawed you seen plastic bags increase outlawed. of this in like 10 years and two years?
3: Well, I, I belong to a Facebook group of zero-waste store owners in, in uh. the U.S. and in one in Europe, and it seems that a lot are opening and closing here in the States, and I found that a lot of them that only sell the personal home care products, they have a much higher turnover rate than the ones that sell food too. I'm thinking the herbs is really your niche, right? Herbs and the teas and that sort of thing. People love the supplements, all the teas and
0: yeah. (gasps) I love it so much. That's fantastic. So is there something that you think that we uh, have not asked you that, you know, that you feel it's important because I'm all about, you know, we're all about sharing
3: the stage here
0: that we want you to fulfill your niche here?
3: I think it's just important for everyone to know everyone can do it. It's affordable for everybody, and it does make a difference. Even if it, you just come in for your flour instead of buying bags of flour or you're throwing away your spice containers, all of that adds up. And it's not scary. Anyone can do it. Yeah,
0: and it's, you know, people do, I think, think that, oh, it's just one person. Right. But each person, if, you know... What is it, the, the latte factor? Okay, so the latte factor I learned about a long time mm-hmm. ago, and that was like $5 a day right. for a coffee. And so then you add that up, $10, you know, 10 days, $50, and you're, right. you're doing a month, you're doing $150 at least, you know, you're, so it, and you add that up for the year, then you see what it is. So if you look beyond that one day, Exactly. Of what you're doing, uh, then it does make it a larger scope, like right. what you're saying.
3: Absolutely, it does. And another, which I forgot to mention, is that so everything that we have is EWG approved. What is that? The Environmental Working Group. Okay. And so. I'm sure you guys have talked about greenwashing. Oh, that, yeah. That was a big thing for us when we first started out well, with my kids, so before we opened the store, is that what we thought was sustainable and clean really wasn't until we read the labels because it's all packaged so pretty and it says it does all these great things and then you read and you're disappointed. So we have taken that element away from customers so they don't have to spend the hours online getting the packaging, reading through every ingredient. We've done that. So it. When you come in, you know, everything gets clean. Oh, that's fantastic. So you've done the research. Mm -hmm. uh, So then the people that would be thinking
0: in that way, that would have had to do the research, they don't have to. They don't have to.
3: So you've made their shopping easier. We've saved a lot of time because it's it's exhausting. Oh, it is. That's a lot. You (laughs) get down
0: the rabbit hole on that.
3: It's terrible. (laughs) Once you start, you can't go back.
0: Yeah.
1: A while ago, I watched uh, this Netflix documentary from The Minimalists, and they showed all of their waste after one year, and everything fit into a mason jar, not even like a normal, like a tiny mason jar. And the things that were in it were, I think, floss, maybe 12 contacts. Contact lenses. (laughs) Yeah, contact lenses, and... You know, it's just like so minuscule and they travel all the time to preach their minimalism. Mm-hmm. So I think I like love the idea of being a minimalist. Mm-hmm. Annie likes to collect things. <gasps> but <laughs> I, I collect art, you yeah. know, yeah, things like that. But if if you want to be a minimalist for the environment's sake. Right. You can collect art. But I'm saying if you're just buying, you know, everybody has to buy food. Right. And I think this would be a great step into just reducing your carbon footprint.
0: You know, one of the things when you were just talking, Kenny, made me think of it. You know, everybody has those paper towels. And I know that bothers me so much. I have a roll of paper towels just in case it's necessary. But I have a bag of rags. And so it's just rags of old towels that I've had and that sort of stuff. And then I've even seen, I don't know if you provide this, but I've seen, Rolls of rags that are attached with like Velcro or something Mm -hmm. like that,
3: so it's an actual. You have that? We have them without the snaps, so because they scratch stuff. So we. Okay. But yeah, it's that's an easy transition. We have those at home, and it's amazing how much money you save by switching to Mm -hmm. reusable cloths. Money and environment. I
0: mean, like I really love the idea about what you said about doing an analysis of your trash, right? And seeing what is the thing, and I can tell you right now, the worst thing that I do because I've been buying lettuces, uh, because I'm not getting them from Jim Kowaleski because mm-hmm. he's gone for this, you know, the summer, uh, is those big plastic bins that those right. are in. And I don't have, I don't need them for plants. You know, people right. could use that again; they can use it to start seeds mm-hmm. in and that sort of stuff. But I don't need that, right. and it's just awful. It is. Make you grow your own
3: microgreens. I you? do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I grow my own microgreens. I grow
1: my own lettuce, but That's I eat awesome. a lot of lettuce. So, okay. you know. All right, Sheila. So for uh, listeners, can you give us some um, social media or websites that they can learn more about?
3: Yep. It's Life Essentials Refillery on all platforms.
1: All oh. right. Very good. Thank you so much, Sheila, for Thanks being for a guest me. today. And, we, and Lily, too, and for coming Lily. and her daughter. I think she was documenting us, so that was good. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it was a pleasure we having you I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: All right. So, Annie, I was mentioning that I've been seeding okra. I don't know if I actually mentioned that. No, you didn't. But I, that I That's great. direct sowed the okra. Maybe three or four weeks ago. Right. And And the
0: squirrels didn't get them up? The
1: squirrels definitely did not get them up. that's great. And um, I just actually thinned them, but, you know, I save every seedling, so I transplanted them to other...
0: (laughs) I can't stand to just (laughs) pull them and throw them.
1: (laughs) And uh, they've had their baby leaves. They've only had two leaves for a while. But this week, some of them starting to get their mature adult leaves. That's great. So that's exciting. And then, like I mentioned, um, I just seeded peppers, tomatoes, and basil, and uh, my good friend and my good neighbor, Demi, she says that in Florida, you can basically seed any vegetable July 4th and December 25th. Oh, okay. Because by the time they're mature enough, you can put them in the ground, and that's when the weather's temperate and, you know, nice. So because if you do it July 4th, then those babies, after eight weeks, it's like September, and that's like a really nice temperature for a lot of seedlings. And then if you do it December 25th, it's February. And that's also a pretty good temperature for a lot of the normal vegetables.
0: That's a really good point, Kenny, what you just said, because a lot of people are so instant gratification. They don't think about how seeds have to get to a certain size before you put them in the ground or they're just too tender to make it. Yeah. So you do need to think a little bit in advance unless you have friends that start them for yeah. you.
1: <laughs> so at the top of the show, I mentioned that today was like day one of my little baby seedlings being Aww. outside. I hope it hasn't rained since I've been in the studio. Know, it's been so heavy rain. They're not going to like that. And uh, this weekend, I harvested a pineapple.
0: Oh, yay.
1: And uh, don't let your squirrels or raccoons or ants get the pineapples before
0: yeah, you got to wrap before you do. Did them. you wrap yours in chicken wire or something? Mm, not I, at all. I always wrap mine in chicken wire because I have too many squirrels and they are going to take them. So yeah, I just wrap them and and then I can have them completely get ripe
1: and on the stem. That just so fragrant. It's nothing like having one ripened on the stem. And then another thing that you could be planting are the tropical spinaches. Oh, sisos. Yeah. Longevity spinach, Okinawa spinach, things like that. And you could also be putting in the ground uh, bush beans, lima beans, pole beans, and the UF, UF, IFAS, the extension, they say that you could be putting in carrots now, but I think you gotta wait another month.
0: Like yeah, September. it's still so hot here. I mean, it's extra hot too. That's the thing. It's like, you know, we're having to, these are like things that have been written for a long time and I'm sure they've adjusted them, but now it's really hot these days. I mean, the, what is the water? It's like five degrees hotter and yep. we're surrounded on both sides.
1: But you could be putting in, uh, it might actually be a little, maybe if you do it today, you could put in some loofah seeds because they take about five to six months from seed to fruit But you could do your seminal pumpkins, your tropical pumpkins, your squashes. I also seeded when I did the okra, I put um, some squash. With it? Yeah, and they're flowering now already. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I I just have male flowers, but they're going to (coughs) be, they're growing. They're doing well. Even the male
0: flowers are delicious.
1: Yes. That sounds a little odd. (laughs) (laughs) Well, unless you have female flowers, there's no point. That's
0: keep, right. keep them: like, out no, flowers. No reason to keep them. And I don't know if people realize that they come at different parts of the time. The males come first, right? Yeah. And then the females come later. So you just want to ha- make sure, well, you want a hope that you're going to have a last male one there to be able yes. to fertilize them.
1: Yeah.
0: You can help them along
1: with a little paintbrush and stuff like that if you want. Do you have any exciting ornamentals that look good now or Me? edibles?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I just got back uh, from Virginia, so I haven't really done a long tour of my garden yet But because I, I paid a little girl in my neighborhood to water, and she did a beautiful job. She really did. Uh, <laughs> it's her second time. so Water, well,
1: or did she stand there with like a umbrella and keep the water away. No. Well, <laughs> she she watered
0: because I have things in pots too cuz that has to uh, yeah. get specifically watered. And I had planted. I actually planted some squash. I planted a few things. I think a pepper and uh, in my raised vegetable garden, but I had put I put straw on it and everything looks great. It's amazing. Excellent. Yeah, thank you for uh, asking.
1: <laughs> All right, so uh, of course we have to thank Irene. We don't have to, but we we enjoy thanking Irene for coming in every here. week and uh, answering your calls. And of course, Mr. Bill Grace for keeping Annie in check and working the boards. <laughs> if you enjoyed this show and our weekly content, please consider going to WMNF.org, donating through the tip jar and directing your donation to the Sustainable Living Show. And I'm not just saying words, we really like your donations yeah, we so we use can continue it. this educational programming for mm-hmm. you stick around for the next hour to hear WMNF community speaks with Mabili tune in next Monday morning at 11 for the next sustainable living show where we will be talking with Dr. Drew Kramer and his graduate student Austin about invasive species specifically invasive birds and uh, predicting the impact on invasive species Follow our Facebook page, Sustainable Living, WMNF to stay in the loop. I am Kenny Coogan.
0: And I am Annie Ellis. Remember, if you are looking for someone to save the world, please look in the
1: mirror. And you're listening to WMNF Tampa. Bob.